and welcome to the Wheel of Crime podcast, the podcast where two ladies play games, mumble profanities, and laugh way too often. Also, this podcast does cover topics of sensitive nature, and as such, listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to the final spooktober episode of the wheel of crime podcast my name is jen and my name is emily yes our last episode of spooktober i'm so sad because i love spooky season so so much but honestly i'm feeling good about it i feel like we've covered a lot of really interesting stories this month Oh, for sure. And I, I always worry every Spooktober that I'm going to forget something and get a little bit too redundant. Obviously, there's going to be some reoccurring things as it is the Halloween season. Uh, but no, we've had some really good stories this month. It's been it's been hella rad. <laughs> Sorry. Heckin' good. I, yeah. And uh, oh, I was going to say something else. Sorry. I got toasted brain once again. I mean, what else is new? Um but yeah, no, just uh, Halloween. I have. I feel like I haven't seen as nearly, nearly as many uh, spooky, scary skeletons yet. But we, there is still time. We can still make it. There is still time. I'm hoping that on All Hallows Eve, it will be truly bone chilling, and I will see all the spooky, scary skeletons. Yes, <laughs> imaginable. Well- it will be very bone chilling uh, for me, especially since I have jury duty. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> on, on you have to talk so about that. Lucky me. There's nothing to say right now. It's like I just got the letter in the mail that says, hello, the court summons you. <laughs> and that's all I know until like the actual day of Halloween. So funny, spooky. Emily gets to be on jury duty and I am so jealous because I want to serve on a jury so bad. So please, government, summon me. I'm ready. But I'm not too eager because I know you'll probably dismiss me if you think that I am. But I am eager. I just want to say that. <laughs> You're like, I am eager and I am willing. See, that was, <laughs> that was my thing. Is like, uh, I don't know what kind of questions they're going to ask me when I get in. So, like, if they say, do you have a crime podcast? <laughs> Yes, I'm gonna have to be like, yes. Is that a problem? <laughs> I mean, that feels very specific. <laughs> so I right? doubt that I'd ask that unless the crime was related to a crime podcast, right? which would be very intriguing. Oh, for sure. And um, I don't know. Either way, it'll be interesting. I've heard a lot of conflicting opinions from people or just things that people have said about what to expect on the day of because of course I have questions right and um Mm -hmm. a lot of people have said you know like be really careful because if somebody else that you know gets uh summoned onto the jury then both of you get dismissed and I'm like what if I just pretend like I've never seen them before and they're like well you could but you'll also be under oath and I'm like but what if like I've only met them like once or twice like how much does the jury care how well I know other jurors I don't know I guess we're gonna find out I guess you're going to find out. I'm so excited for you, though. I hope it's a juicy case so I can get all of the details afterward. So you can squeeze me for information. Um, Yeah, no, I am very curious. I have no idea what it could be. 
as I don't follow really local news for our area. So it'll be interesting. And then um, I have asked, one of the other things I've asked people have been, since it's on Halloween, do you think I'll be dismissed from the jury if I show up in a Halloween costume? <laughs> and the consensus that everybody's came up with is absolutely. So I probably will not be wearing a costume on Halloween, as sad as I am about that. Wear, like, a subtle costume, you know? Like, one year, uh, I went as Joy Mangano, who is the inventor of the Wonder Mop, and no one knew who the fuck I was, because I was dressed like a regular person, but I knew who I was, so you could do that. The Wonder Mop? What are you talking about? <laughs> Just look it up. When I don't. In 27... 27- I was in I was living in BC we were far away from one another okay I was gonna say homie if you were about to say during the pandemic I'm like fuck it (laughs) I went as myself for Halloween then because I don't think we were allowed to see people that was like like peak pandemic I think Halloween was on lockdown for our area at least right yeah Halloween was can sold in 2020 but it's back on this year baby I'm really excited Woo, 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 woo. Yes, I am stoked. So it'll be interesting for me anyways, and uh, we'll see how much information I'm allowed to share on this uh, lovely little podcast post-jury duty. So, uh, <laughs> our Halloween... It sounds like everyone's Halloween this year is going to be spooktacular indeed. Yes, and I am very excited for this week's episode because we are sharing your stories, my dear listeners. I had a little... A little peeksy to screen some of them before we picked uh, the cream of the crop. So I think I picked out some good ones. There's one very bizarre one that I specifically want Emily to read because I read it and it made me cry laugh because I genuinely have no idea what's going on. But I love that for whoever wrote that. Thank you. Yes, I too am very excited. Uh, Thank you everyone for all of your submissions. Uh, Like Jen was saying, of course we have to, well, I say we, Jen went through them and, you know, put the show together, at least for that component of it. But we love hearing from you guys and I am so excited to hear what people have gone through. I know, Emily has not listened to any of them, so it's going to be a nice little surprise for her, which just gives me so much joy because I'm like, he he he, I have all of the information and you have none. Yes, we shall all be surprised and spooked out today. Exactly. All right. So I think we should get into our uh, wheel of questions. What do you think, Em? Hell yeah. Spin the wheel of crime. She has been spun. Also, update listeners. Uh, the Everything might sound different. I am in a new location. <laughs> Sorry to say. Oh, yeah, Emily moved. Yeah, I'm in a new house. So every, everything will sound different, including the wheel, because I just heard that spin, and it's not nearly as juicy <laughs> as it normally is. So maybe that's a good thing, though. We'll see. Um, but uh, for our first question, we have, so what do you like about ghost stories? I mean, I am personally a horror movie enthusiast so i love the thrill of it you know feeling spooked from a distance i love hearing about the the spookiness but not like having to physically experience it myself just like spooked by association almost you know what i mean okay okay i can see that 
Uh, I guess my answer is pretty simple then, or similar as well, because for me, um, it's almost like, it's not scary in like, it's in like an entire essence, but it's almost like you get to live through that moment with the person who's telling you the story. And so that's what makes Mm -hmm. it spooky. It's almost like... It, it feels more real because you're talking to somebody who literally lived through that experience. And it's just a little added layer of, like, of like intrigue on, like, ooh, like, I can't even imagine living through something like that, you know? I know. The weird part for me, though, is that you hate horror movies, so... See, but that's for a reason. Horror movies, uh, there's a big, big component where it's mostly jump scares and cheap horror and like gore and stuff like that and i don't really care for that i not like all i like movies. i like more of like the not story all component movies. yeah whatever uh, not all horror movies but i don't want to watch the ones that are like that there's so many amazing horror movies that you're missing out on makes me sad and this bitch still has not watched halloween town yet so <laughs> i don't even know what to tell you trust me number 1 i will survive <laughs> don't you worry you will not I don't watch <laughs> I don't watch movies anyways, <laughs> so I, I will live a very long life before I even have to touch on the horror genre, so you may rest easy tonight. And secondly, you are absolutely correct, I still have not watched Halloween Town, and I don't know if I ever will. You have to, it's literally one of my all-time favorite Halloween movies, watch, it's not even scary. But why would I watch a Halloween movie meant for people who are children? In our age group, when I am no longer a child. Because it's awesome? I don't know. Do you hate fun? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just, it feels, to me, I obviously haven't watched it, so it's probably a different experience anyways, but it really gives me the vibes of, like, being in a, like, imagine being in your 30s and watching, like, Minions. You know, literally like, no just, shut up i feel like i'm out of that demographic <laughs> halloween town is an iconic movie made for everyone okay everyone can enjoy that movie a person flies into a movie screen and i like you don't even know how much you're missing out i uh i guess i'll never know um but yeah but but, but that's my answer on the ghost stories so let's get to our next question what is okay obviously we can't touch on this too much so i'm gonna say from like your childhood i'm gonna edit the question a little okay so my question is what's your favorite ghost story but like i said i'll i'll make a revision and say your favorite ghost story from your childhood i'm trying i'm trying to think of one i haven't told or at least not told in a while. But this could also um, be like one you heard from somebody else, or even one that you know is fake. But like something that like kids would have talked about on like the playground and been like, "You want to hear a ghost story?" You go first because I I need a moment to think. Okay, I feel like we touched on this before, um, just in one of our previous Halloween episodes here. But for me, it was like those obviously fake ones, like like uh, we talked about where it's like the dog in the shower you humans can lick Mm -hmm. too whatever that was um but i remember another one that i really like like remember vividly because it was a girl who um was babysitting and 
there's she's like watching tv and there's this like really weird looking clown statue in the corner of the room and she's like that's a pretty fucking weird thing to have here but she's like whatever and then like she's like watching the kid and she puts the kid to bed and then then she goes back downstairs and she notices that like the clown has like moved to a different room and she's like oh that's kind of weird like maybe it's like a toy or something and so she's like and so the parents call in to like check in and see how her like babysitting thing is going and she's like oh yeah you know like i just put him to bed everything uh but there's like this really weird like what's the deal with the clown statue that keeps moving between rooms like is it a toy like what's the deal with that and i and like the parents are she just hears silence and they're like call the police we don't have a clown statue spooky i remember hearing that one as a kid yeah right and then as a kid you're like shiver me timbers that's the scariest (laughs) thing i've ever heard in my life (laughs) oh shit i mean i have a ghost story that i made up to scare my cousin when we were kids that sounds amazing i would love to hear it (laughs) (laughs) so my grandma uh she used to live in bc but then when she moved back to alberta she bought this like acreage type property and in the front it had like a bunch of the what are those plants called it was like kind of like a marshy type area in the front it had like a little a little swamp or something in the front a decorative (laughs) swamp oh so your grandmother's actually shrek and she's like getting me swamp (laughs) literally so anyways we weren't allowed to play around this fucking swamp (laughs) get the kids out of the swamp (laughs) and so i remember one day we were like near the swamp and we found this like old shirt or something because like someone must have just like fucking thrown it there or whatever like when they were driving because it was like on a road so i'm assuming like Mm. trash just kind of ended up there and so my cousin saw it and she's like oh someone's shirt and i was like oh you don't know why we're not allowed to swim in the marsh and she's like no why and i was like well the kid next door he died and he drowned because that's a mud hole at the bottom of there and it just like keeps sinking you down and that's why we're not allowed to play in it and she's like oh my god like and she thought like i was really hyping it up to make it real and i remember to she got fair, really scared that's a pretty convincing <laughs> that is pretty convincing like if you told me that as a kid i wouldn't have even questioned it i'd be like oh yeah sure like mud holes like quicksand obviously quicksand in the in the swamp that's why we're not allowed to swim here um or go near it and so i remember being like oh and because you touched the shirt that kid is gonna come drown you in the marsh (laughs) (laughs) you are evil i love it for years she was too afraid she wouldn't even go within six feet of it she like would stay as far (laughs) as away and i remember i think it was like a year or so later my grandma asked she's like why are you so afraid of this marsh because she would go over to my grandma's house when i wasn't even there and apparently was terrified of it all of a sudden no one could figure out why (laughs) (laughs) and so she told my grandma and apparently my grandma reaffirmed it and she was like yeah that's why you shouldn't that's why you shouldn't go in the marsh she would have she would have thought about it afterwards and be like you know what actually it's probably not very safe for them to be over there in the first place yeah there's a ghost there and he's gonna drown (laughs) 
I but can't she even gave believe me that. shit about it the next time I saw her. She's like, you shouldn't tell those stories, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, but I told I told her it was true. She's <laughs> just as bad. You and your evil grandma conspiring together? In what ways can't <laughs> we, we torture the next child? Literally, I, I remember, like, every time I would, like, you know, like, try and do something to, like, you know, make it seem like it was, like, a threat or whatever. Like, yeah. I remember one time I spilled a bunch of water outside of the bathroom and it, like, started leaking in and I was like, the ghost is set or cousin, the ghost is out here and he's coming in for you. Okay, that is hysterical. That's, that is so funny. See, I wish, uh, well, not like I wish, but uh, my parents put the fear of God in me pretty early in life. So like, I never did that kind of stuff to anybody else. Where, just because I always had this thought of like, if I did something like that to somebody, then I would get it back in some way. So I'm like, I'm just not even chance again. But no, that is like the funniest thing ever. You're a genius, a evil genius, and I love you for that's it. Probably, but... That's probably why me and this cousin don't speak anymore. <laughs> She's pissed about this ghost that I tricked her about. How William. much are you willing to bet that she still has a fear of swamps? Probably. I probably traumatized her. Well, did, she, <laughs> did you ever tell her that like you made it up? No. She, like, went on thinking, literally until my grandma eventually, like, I think about, uh, she eventually moved to, like, a house in, like, our hometown, Mm -hmm. like, more in the city, so it was, like, residential, and it was, like, normal, there was no fucking swamps around, right? Um, and so... She just, like, but every year we went there, she, like, avoided that swamp like it was the plague and she was going to get drowned. I bet and it you. Pro- it probably didn't help that I reaffirmed it constantly. Oh, no, that definitely made it worse. But I am willing to bet that she probably still thinks that there was a boy, at least that there was a boy next door who died. Like, maybe not the ghosty part, but she definitely still believes that part. I can just feel it in my bones. <laughs> You know what? I hope so. I hope so, too. I like that. All right, let's spin for our <laughs> next question. Well, our, our listeners now know I'm evil, so. Well, I mean, come on. If, they, if they've listened this far, they may have already known that. True. All right, that was a little juicy. All right, we're getting somewhere. Um, So then, in that note, what is your least favorite ghost story that you've ever heard? So... Uh, how I would describe that is some like a story somebody's told you where it's so obviously made up or fake that it's stuck with you because you're like, I can't even believe somebody would believe that. Because I have one. And it's from some that one person that we've mentioned a couple times on the podcast that you and I were neighbors with who told me this story on a walk home once. I was just thinking about that person and I, I was like, there was a story that that person told me that I remember thinking was so stupid. So you tell it because I, I can't quite remember. Okay, because there was this one story that she had shared with me and it's a ghost story because we were walking home and there was always this one house that was like creepy-ish, but like obviously I mean, that used to be in. your house. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that, that I remember my house as being the creepy house, but there was a different one. And uh, it was, like, further down the road, like, maybe halfway between our old middle school and where we lived. And I remember her stopping once, and she, like, pointed at the house, and, like I said, 
a little bit creepier, mostly just like a brown older house that was obviously lived in because there was vehicles parked out front. And she was like, Emily, I got to tell you, that house is haunted. And I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, sometimes when I'm like walking past here, I'll like look in the windows and there will be like the figure of a man standing in the window. And then I didn't say anything and we kept walking and I was like, homie, how do I tell her <laughs> that like, that's probably his house. <laughs> he probably he lives, lives there. <laughs> he lives there. <laughs> and that stuck with me because there's multiple stories that she shared where like, you know, you hear it and you're like, oh, okay. So this is, this is how we're rolling. Oh, all right. Yeah. I am pretty sure I remember hearing that one from her as well. But I'll tell the one of that same girl who told me we used to walk by your house before we met you and the story (laughs) she used to tell me about your house. I would love to hear this because I never get tired of it. (laughs) So the way I think she had a few different versions, but the one that like stuck out the most to me is when she said that two crazy old like senior citizens lived there and kidnapped children (laughs) to use as slaves for their landscaping and there was like bones of like children who tried to escape buried in the backyard (laughs) if you walked too slowly past there that they would steal you and you would have to like you would be enslaved there forever never escape (laughs) meanwhile it's just your mom the literal nicest human ever just with her army of children literally i was gonna say and then the reality is just one very tired mom and father with six (laughs) with six children who were landscaping and the mom's like weird i wonder why those two teenage girls just sprint past my house every day (laughs) (laughs) i mean this would have been like i think fifth fourth or fifth grade when she told me this Okay, okay. We might not have lived there yet. Or no. You did. Yeah, we totally did. Because I, I, my family moved to that house when I was, I think, six years old. So yeah, that would have been us. I love that my parents, I won't even associate with this part of the story because obviously I was one of the children who were enslaved and buried in the yard at this point uh (laughs) i love that my parents somehow turned into the like neighborhood cryptids (laughs) it's so funny because at that point your parents or like i mean even now your parents are younger than her parents My dad acts like he's older than anybody else I've ever met, so I could see where the confusion came in. (laughs) Like, literally, your your parents are so youthful in comparison, and she's like, (laughs) they're on their deathbed. Those people defy age. They're dusty, waiting to go. (laughs) Ancient. (laughs) Oldest people on the block. And see, like, I remember I used to, like, look out, because my, like, um, I could look out one of the windows in my house and see in Emily's backyard. And I remember one time I looked out there, and there was a bunch of, like, kids doing something in the yard. And I was like, maybe on to something. Or, shit, maybe that person's on to something. 
You're going to have so much fun editing this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? And meanwhile, it's just probably me running away from wasps, and you're like, that child, she's enslaved. <laughs> Those crazy people are making her work for free. Don't know Don't know what that's about. Couldn't be me. I think I remember, I think I remember talking to my mom about this story. Fuck, I keep saying her real name. That person <laughs> told me. <laughs> And she was like, no, we go to church with that family. They're fine. Yeah, right? Okay, that is so funny. I, Like I said, I never get tired of hearing this because it makes me reflect on that part of my life. And I'm like, you know what? Not only does that check out, but it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, God, so funny. Do good. All right, let's get on to our last question. <laughs> All right, if you were a ghost, what would you want your origin story to be? Like, you know how there's certain tropes? Hmm, I love to be a witch. I feel like that's a classic ghost origin story. Oh, yeah. She was a witch who died, burned at the stake because she was evil. If you burn the black candle, she'll come back and fuck you up. That's a great Mm -hmm. origin story for me. I'm happy with that. Okay, okay, I can see that. Um, I want to be um, like uh, like somebody. I I love the whole like put to the stake idea, like because you're just like so witchly, and obviously you're gonna live forever. Um, yeah. But I, but I specifically want to haunt like an old building, but not like an old decrepit like crack shack. I want like a like an old castle. I want to be a castle <laughs> ghost. Like a spooky witchy castle ghost. Mm, yes, you want to you want to haunt in luxury. <laughs> yeah, if I had to haunt a crack shack, I would have personal beef with that. And so with that, uh, lovely listeners, in case you didn't know, I'm going to describe to you what a ghost story is. So, <clears throat> A ghost story is any piece of fiction or drama that includes a ghost or simile takes as a premise the possibilities of ghosts or chill or characters believes in them. The ghost may appear on its own accord or be summoned by magic. Linked uh, to the ghost is the idea of a haunting where a supernatural entity is tied to a place, person, or object. And ghost stories are co- used uh, are commonly examples of a different thing called ghost lore, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> That is funny. I'm very, very excited to get into these stories. So, um, I, I have shared with Emily a document. So do you want to take away with the first story, Em? Yes, I will uh, get right on our first story here. So, so the first one says here, I have a pretty scary story. I haven't really told anyone except for a couple people because it really messed me up. Basically, I used to sleep in this other room, and I ended up wanting to move out because of this experience. I was sitting in my room, doing my makeup in front of my mirror, and I had this dresser pushed up against the wall where you could see in my mirror while sitting in front of it. Anyways, I was doing my makeup, and I heard something whisper in my right ear, and I naturally turned around to see what the fuck just whispered in my ear, and instead when I turned around, I didn't see what I expected, Instead, I saw the top part of something that looked like a shadowy head slinking down behind the dresser. (laughs) Okay, that's vomitous. 
I can't even. Okay, hang on. Uh, head disappearing behind the dresser. Love that. So I turned back around so I could finish my makeup as fast as possible. And I looked back at the dresser and I could still see the shadowy figure barely peeking out from uh, behind the top of it. I'm obviously terrified. <laughs> Listen, she's, she's like, I'm afraid, but I have to finish my makeup. That was my thought, too. Just, I gotta blast this eyeliner. I'll just, whoosh, whoosh, I gotta get out. It's gotta match. I gotta get out of here. Sis, do it somewhere else, girl. The hot people don't die in movies. I know this. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, but just quick sidebar, that totally reminds me of when we were going to school and you would show up to pick me up from school all the time with your makeup half done. You'd have, like, mascara on one eye, eye and you'd be like, we gotta go to school! Okay, I only forgot to put mascara on both eyes one time. One time! I think it could have been, like, every day from what I remember. (laughs) I was usually disheveled, but not quite that disheveled every day. That's true. I think both of us used to, like, fly to school with wet hair and, like, (laughs) splattered Mm -hmm. on makeup and coffee (laughs) shaking in our hands. Literally. Right? All right. Back to where I was. So, um, (laughs) blasting on the makeup and then, uh, look back at the dresser and can still see the shadowy head barely peeking out from beyond the top of it. Um, I'm obviously terrified at this point, not knowing what I've seen. So that's the thing, too. This is obviously in the morning, which is almost scarier because you expect something to happen at nighttime. You don't expect that during the day. That is very true. People usually feel safe during the day from their spooks, but um, apparently not this listener. Apparently not. So, um, So I'm terrified at this point, not knowing what I've seen. I go to school feeling weird about it all day get home and things are totally normal and fine until I have to go to bed. I stepped into my room and just was overcome with some really bad feeling. I went to bed and tried to sleep facing the dresser, but I just couldn't do it. And it was like something was watching me and I couldn't, I could only sleep facing the other direction. And I was so scared that I ended up trying to put a salt circle around my bed for the fear that there was a demon (laughs) or something in my room, which honestly, I have been scared badly enough before where I've totally done the same thing where I've been like, you know what? I'm not playing these games. <laughs> I plan on living another day. <laughs> oh my god. I've never been at that point of desperation before. I can only imagine. Oh, I'm literally crying. I totally get it. Um, Let's see. Uh, for the fear that there was a demon or something in my room or a really bad evil thing. And anytime I walked into my room, up until the day that I moved out of it, I felt like I was constantly being watched and there was always a very evil feeling in there. After I moved into my current room, I went to my very religious grandmother's house and she said that there was something attached to me. (laughs) Which, again, if I went to see a religious relative and that's one of the first things they said to me, forget about it. (laughs) Just First of all, I'd be like, what exactly are you seeing? And did it? And how is my makeup? It doesn't look okay. I did it really quickly. I did it really quickly. I have to know. So, um, and then, and then they say, I almost shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Checks out. Same. 
not even joking. And I was like, what? And then she prayed over me, and I have not experienced any of those bad things that happened to me in that room ever again. An impromptu exorcism. That's a first. That, that is literally, so uh, I won't, I have a, a suspicion on who this is, but obviously I'm not going to say who it is. But uh, we, there have been conversations in my family about uh, an impromptu exorcism that happened. So this, ah. this clears it up. <laughs> it's funny because I took this person's name. They they put their name on the submission for this one. Yeah. So I took, I took her name off. But yes. <laughs> Yes, but no, that is really spooky, though. Um, Just with that particular house, though, and, like, the room she was staying in, though. Um, Yeah, spooky, spooky shit for sure. Not totally surprised that's the direction it took. Especially because there have been shadow figures seen in that house before. That is very spooky. I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but my sister Abby saw... A, a shadow figure in the basement of that house where she thought it was our brother and it was the same like shape of our brother but they knelt behind the couch and she went over to like go look at them and be like oh hey like why are you do- why are you down here why aren't you in bed and nobody was back there it was a shadow <gasps> figure pretending to be Aiden oh my god that's I know, horrible she told, me, she told me about it and like my eyes started to tear up i think we've talked about this where i hear something really spooky and then i get goosebumps on the back of my neck and then my eyes tear up and i was like you didn't you didn't see that no tell me it's not so tell me it's not true oh my god okay well i'm going straight into number two okay um they say, hello, ladies, longtime Arizona listener here. That's exciting. Hello. Oh, my God. Hello. That is so exciting. Long time. Hopefully not too long. <laughs> hopefully not from the first episode. Cause things, things were pretty rocky back then. Not going to lie. <laughs> they definitely were. But um, glad you know you stuck around anyways. That's miraculous. I love this for you (laughs) and for us. I just love this. This is great. So they say, this is a bit of a long story, uh, but this is the worst paranormal experience I have ever had. My brother and I used to share a bedroom when we were kids. He was four years older than me, but we were pretty close growing up. When I was around eight years old and he was 12, my family moved and we both got our own bedrooms in the new house. My brother was really excited to have his own room, but it was something I was feeling pretty anxious about. The anxiety only continued to climb when I found out my new room was in the basement. I do not like basements. I find them very creepy. Sam. That that is super valid. I am also somebody who used to be a basement dweller. It never gets better. Everybody's like, oh, but it's so cold down there. And I'm like, okay, so that's like... The one good thing that we have. And then we also get the spiders and the darkness and everything else. And, like, the house and spookies and other things. That's amazing. Love that for us. <laughs> Don't love that. Um, but my mom was really trying to convince me things would be okay. So she bought me some new room decor. We repainted, etc. I should mention that my room was the only room in the basement. My brother and my parents were on the main level. The place was really starting to feel like home and everything was normal, so my anxiety slowly dwindled after a few months. However, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh boy. 
I don't I, like where this is going. I really hate when <laughs> I really hate when people say stuff like that because I'm like, oh, we're just gonna take a turn for the worst. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's about to get worse. During Christmas that year, things started to get weird. I always Christmas. locked my door. Christmas, spooky oh, Santa. No! That's another thing. Not Chris. No spooky at Christmas. <laughs> That's not the time of year for it. Wrong season, ghosty. <laughs> you're supposed to come at nighttime. We talked about this, and it can't be at Christmas. You can get me in the in the in the fall at nighttime, where it's like where it's valid, <laughs> where I feel okay about it, and it's like fun to be spooked, but not at Christmas. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready. But I'm <laughs> during during Christmas that year, things started to get weird. I always lock my door at night, and about a week before the holiday, I woke up to some scratching that sounded like it was coming from my door. And when I turned on my bedside light, the door was wide open. Oh my god, okay. I (laughs) literally just got goosebumps all over my back. Are you shitting me? I could cry! No! (laughs) Um... I was really unsettled. <laughs> yeah, unsettled. Me too. I'd be bawling my eyes out and shitting my britches. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was really unsettled, but maybe I forgot to shut it? Question mark. The next night I heard the scratching again, except for this time it sounded <gasps> like it was coming from underneath my bed. Uh, <laughs> I'm no. gonna throw up. <laughs> I I might. <laughs> Don't start with me. I might. I really hate that for this person. I'm like sweating. I can't do this. It was loud and I woke up in a horrible sweat. I turned on the light again and the door slammed shut. No! (laughs) To say I almost shit myself would be an understatement. Oh, hell no. Hell oh, no. no. I would be sprinting out of that house. Are you kidding me? I would have had a heart attack on the spot. Absolutely I would be no like, way. I can never return. This is it for me. Yeah, we're done. Um, we're cut. This is, this is over. <laughs> You're done. For the next week, I slept in my older brother's room, terrified. That's valid. Oh, yeah. Christmas came and went, and it was almost the new year. My brother spent a long time reassuring me. I think he wanted his room back, and we decided he would spend a couple nights with me in my room so that I could start to feel safe again. The first night back, I woke up to a quiet thumping sound. When I opened my eyes, I saw my brother banging his head into the door. He'd never been a sleepwalker before, so I was unnerved. I got up to try and stop him from hitting his head, and when his when my feet touched the ground, he suddenly stopped and turned to me. I paused and looked at him, unsure of what to do, but I helped him lay back down and tried to go back to sleep. An hour later, I woke up to the banging again, but this time it was under my bed. I couldn't see my brother... And I tried to turn on the light, but it wouldn't turn on. I peeked under the bed and there was my brother banging his head again. I reached under my bed to try and stop him and he grabbed my arm so hard I flew off the bed and onto the floor. Confused and now really scared. I turned. Oh my god, I have chills. I I literally have tears coming down my face. Oh my god. (laughs) 
<laughs> I turned to the bed and saw him crawling out from under the bed. She Shut looked up. at me. Shut he- up. No, he didn't. <gasps> he looked at me, eyes wide and in a deeper voice than his own. He said, are you scared yet? I screamed and ran up the stairs to grab my parents. When we all came down, my brother laid sleep as if nothing had happened and the lamp was turned on. <gasps> no one has slept in that room in the basement since and my brother and I started sharing a room again after that. What? Okay. My question is like, what did the brother say about that? Like, did he just not remember anything? I don't know. It kind of seems like it because if if he was laying oh, down, oh my god, that literally like I can't I can't even begin to tell you how sweaty I am. Like I have my fear tears going down my face. <laughs> Things are way sweating. spookier in Arizona. That's what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> this this is confirmation. But oh my Confirmed. god, oh my I, that literally made me nauseous. Like especially the part where like um. At where it continues on where the brother is staying with her and she can't turn on the lights and he's banging his head against the door i can't i cannot no absolutely As- not i i would i would leave my brother behind i the first time i'd be like you know what no it's not right <laughs> you can have the <laughs> I, demon room. i love you not this much <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh god. my god see and it's not like funny haha but like it just reminded me of how I, when I was a kid, I used to wake up at night and one of my brothers would be in my room, but like, obviously not banging his head against the door. Otherwise, like I would be significantly more terrified of them, but they used to be, just be like looking out of my window. Cause my door, my window, it was easier to see the stars out of, but it scared me so bad every time I woke up and I saw somebody doing something in my room that I didn't expect. So I can't yeah. even begin to unravel all of that traumatizing oh my god literally and they said they were eight years old at the time so just imagine like how much scarier that would be as a kid and like crawling out from under the bed are you kidding me Uh, uh, see okay the fear tears are coming back i can't keep talking about this (laughs) oh okay okay you read the next one all right but yes uh props though to our lovely arizona listeners uh I am so sorry. You are that you were a brave 8-year-old because I would have done so many other things. Peeing myself for sure would have been one of them. Yeah, they said almost shit themselves. I would have legitimately shit myself. Oh yeah, no, it would just been waterworks everywhere cuz I always have to pee at night. It, that would have just been game over for me. <laughs> Truly. All right, let's hear our next story. So, Hello, Jen and Emily. I recently found your podcast through TikTok, and I have a fun little story to share. Um, not sure if we're still accepting, which, of course, we always are, so here we, uh, so here we go. Um, I can't remember how old I was exactly, but I think I was about two or three at the time. I know most people don't usually remember stuff from this age, but it was a core memory for me. <laughs> I get that. Oh, like, no. Where, where you think back on things and you were like, oh, I think I was like literally like a child. Why do I still remember that? And you're like, oh, yes, the trauma. <laughs> yes, the PTSD ingrained it in my mind forever. <laughs> yeah, it's really kicking in. Um, but my dad has had given me this humongous great white 
uh, shark stuffed animal for my birthday that year. And although I was a stuffed animal enthusiast as a kid, uh, which, relatable, by the way, I think I had like 8 million of them at one point. Same. Very relatable. Right? Um... This one scared me because I thought the sharks at the time were scary. Uh, But I didn't have the heart to not keep the shark on my bed with the other stuffed animals because it felt like leaving him out. I was literally the same. I would sleep in like a (laughs) fortress of all of my stuffed animals because I'd be like, well, if one of them is like not in bed with me, they feel left out. I've seen Toy Story. I know what happens. Exactly. I think that that makes sense to me. It seems logical. Yeah, right? Um... Anyways, uh, go preface the story a little bit. Um, I used to have terrible nightmares as a kid, and they usually felt quite vivid. And as an adult now, I recognize it to be sleep paralysis. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have read a lot about sleep paralysis, and I am so sorry for you. Um, Which I still deal with. Which, yeah, that's actually another thing about sleep paralysis, is if somebody deals with it throughout their life, it usually is very consistent with how their sleep cycle, like the, what their sleep patterns are for the rest of their lives. So if you have one, you're more likely to have another one. But if you've never had one, you may never experience them unless you have one down the line. And then it'll start happening more frequently. Oof. Well, I hate Just that. Hopefully it never happens you. to me. I had it happen a couple times in the past, but that's Ugh. a story for another time. <laughs> um, well... Okay, I'll share quickly, uh, just since we're on the topic. Um, But no, I had one once where I was sleeping on my back, and it was the same thing where you're literally paralyzed. But I thought I saw a, like, cat that had, like, climbed through the bottom of my door when I was at my parents' house when I was, like, a teenager. And I watched Mm -hmm. it crawl up the wall, and I couldn't turn my head to look at it, and it crawled on my ceiling. And I could (gasps) see it just above my head. And its neck and, like, head did a complete 360 or a 180 so that, like, it should have been looking at the ceiling, but it was looking at me. Right. And then its head kept getting longer as it, like, stretched from the ceiling down in front of my face and I couldn't move. That's horrifying. Oh, yeah. Terrifying. Um, And then I had another one happen where I thought I saw a woman in the corner of my room and, like, I couldn't move, but I could see this woman in the corner of my room. And she wasn't moving Mm -hmm. at all, but I watched her fingernails grow, and they were, like, growing towards the bed. And, like, I watched them disappear under the covers on one side of my bed, and I I couldn't move. Horrifying. Disgusting. Um, But, yes. Sleep paralysis, not a vibe. So sorry about this. Uh, But my little kid brain at the time didn't know anything about sleep paralysis, so... A few nights after I got my shark stuffy, I was having sleep paralysis again. In what I'm sure was just a very vivid nightmare now, I turned my head and the shark stuffy was looking right at me. I tried to move him further back, but I couldn't lift my arms as I was paralyzed. And when I turned my head to look at the ceiling, I saw a shadow climb up the wall. As it got further up the ceiling, it slowly morphed into my shark stuffy and then into what I could only describe as a half-shark, half-demon creature. The creature suddenly noticed me and jumped down onto my body, grazing its scaly hand across my chest. In total fear, I closed my eyes tightly shut, literally having no defense from this thing. And when I opened my eyes, it was the morning and I had full control over my body again. I moved the shark into the back of my closet and pretty much never looked at it again. And the funny thing is, is that I am a marine biologist now who studies shark migration patterns. Happy Halloween! (laughs) 
I mean, bold going into that career. Oh, hella bold. Hella bold. <laughs> uh, this person faces their fears. I cannot relate to that. Literally, I cannot either. Well, I mean, I guess I have cats now, so maybe in a way. But uh, <laughs> I totally understand the response though of seeing the stuffy at the next morning being like we're not friends anymore <laughs> like <laughs> goodbye and putting it in the back of the closet but that's the thing man like even because uh i'm pretty sure the, the this listener is correct with it being sleep paralysis just because with my own it does feel like a very similar experience mm-hmm. um it's so crazy what your mind can come up with and all these different things horrifying though because you really never know what's gonna happen um my brother also dealt with sleep paralysis a little bit when he was growing up um and he told me that one of the times that like rattled him badly enough where he tried seeking like medical attention for it was um when he was like a little like not like a little little kid um but like maybe around 10 years old he used to have action figures in his room and like a couple of like stuffies that people had given him and like some other toys and stuff like that and um he had had sleep paralysis but in his sleep paralysis he couldn't move and instead of seeing a shadow figure he was like stuck like looking at the rest of his room and he watched all of the heads on all of his stuffies and all of his action figures turn to look at him and all of their Mm. eyes were black and he couldn't move Oh, I don't like that. That's horrifying. No, No, and he literally, because I remember this happening, he woke up that day. And I remember him talking to my parents about, like, trying to take him to the doctor. And they thought that maybe he was just, like, not, that maybe something had happened in the night and he wasn't feeling well. But no, it was that nightmare. He thought he had, like, either been losing his mind or, like, something bad had happened to him. Because, (laughs) obviously, if it scares you badly enough, you get really nauseous and stuff, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean... That is horrifying, and again, I really hope that I never experience sleep paralysis. I could, I could skip out on that one. I really hope that for you too. Um, but yeah, no, I do think it's really cool though that they ended up uh, becoming a marine biologist out of this, who studies shark migration patterns. Maybe the trauma—it was just early enough in life to be intriguing. We'll never know unless they submit again and let us know the update. Yeah, unless we get an update, who's to <laughs> say? Who's to say? All right, I'll get into our next one. They say, hello, fellow Canadians. I am a new listener from White Rock, BC. I just started listening to you about two months ago and have never submitted to something like this and thought my story might be interesting. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Well, I'm intrigued. I'm sat. (laughs) They say, no one in my life believes this happened and they all think I'm crazy. I'm hoping you can let me know if you think this could have been something or if you think I'm off my rockers. Okay, I'm I'm on the table. I'm sat on the table. I am so ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to evaluate and let you know if you're crazy or not. Yes. All right, let's hear it. Um... For some necessary backstory, I am the manager of a small clothing store in my city, and since COVID, things have been tough for the business. In turn, it's led led me to working a lot of solo shifts, which I honestly didn't mind and even liked. One of our main suppliers had a very early morning delivery, and so I came into the shop around 4 a.m. that day. Which is very, very early. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. It was hours before sunrise, so the streets were dark, and it was a very gloomy day. 
let me just say now that I really hate the rain. I mean, if you live in White Rock, that's very unfortunate because I'm pretty sure it rains there all the time. I was going to say, even British Columbia, which honestly, though, like that's it's like living in Alberta, which we do and hating the sun, which I do. So I, I can relate. <laughs> so I guess it checks no. out. It does check out. Though. <laughs> uh, they say I got to the shop and the phone was ringing. I answered it and it was the shipment delivery person letting me know that she was almost there and would be a bit early. Great. She did the delivery and 20-ish minutes later, I was alone again. I got to work right away putting everything away. I usually start by cutting open all of the boxes so I can figure out how to sort it after. I did that and I saved two big boxes for last. In those boxes were a couple of new mannequins. After I got rid of the boxes, I couldn't find my knife. The mannequins were in bubble wrap and a bunch of tape, so I just decided to unpack them last. I took my last box of stock up to the front and was refolding the sweaters when I heard a noise from the back. No one else was scheduled for that day and it was around 6am so the shop wouldn't be open for another few hours. I moved towards the sound and about halfway there I realized it was the sound of tape ripping and bubble wrap popping. Oh, I don't like that. Confused. I opened Wait, she the... said she was alone, right? Like, there's nobody else yeah. who's supposed to be here. Okay. <laughs> Ugh. Confused, I opened the door to the back room and the mannequins were completely unwrapped. Stop. No. Okay. Listen. Okay. I'm still Listen, sad to no. okay. <laughs> I would be leaving this store. <laughs> Me personally, I'd be out of there. Okay, again, like, speaking of shivered timbers, I, my mind would be, like, okay, like, am I, like, not alone in here? What the fuck is going on? In a complete panic, I checked all the doors and they were still yep. locked. I came back up to the front where the sweaters I had been folding were and my missing knife was sitting on top of the pile. <sighs> Oh no. Mm, I have a thought about this already. I have a thought about this already, but I'll wait for you to finish telling the story. <laughs> Since the doors were locked, my only logical explanation is that it was a ghost or something. But my husband thinks I just misplaced the knife and got confused. He thinks the sounds of the bubble wrap popping was the rain outside, but I really don't think so. Please tell me your thoughts. Kate. This reminds me of something else that I read about a long time ago. So do you, I, I think I covered this as a topic. Um, poltergeists. So it is oh. a type, it's a type of ghost that specifically does things where they're like, uh, they can pick things up and move them around. Like they have more of a physical presence. And, yeah. but it's not like truly a ghost. But this screams poltergeist activity. Yeah, I really want to know like... If anything else happened, you know, like after See, that. Here's my thing, though, where I totally understand where our listeners is coming from, too. When you're alone and things happen that are spooky, like it's so easy to try and have other people explain it away to you, especially if they haven't like had a experience. experience. But like if it's if something happens, especially during the daytime, you it's not like you just like went to sleep and woke up, you know, like you can kind of like you're in you're in check, like you're checked in, you know, when something's happening, right? Your mind is alive. Oh, yeah. Right. So I don't know. Like for me, what gets me is the hearing 
bubble ba- bubble wrap being removed and knowing that was on your checklist to do that and then seeing it already done. Like I said, pulls and the dicey. missing I don't like and the, like it. the misplacing of the knife while she's in the back cutting the boxes and then all of a sudden it's by the sweaters. Yeah, like that's right? weird. That's what I'm saying. So, homie, no, I do not think you're crazy. This is definitely something where I've read, like, multiple different accounts of people explaining very similar things, and pretty much everybody attributes it to poltergeist activity. So that's my vote, but... I mean, I I don't know if I was telling her it's probably a poltergeist would make her feel any better, but, like... Probably not, but, Maybe validated? That, to me... <laughs> Maybe. But that to me is what it sounds like. Because, like I said, if you're checked in, you know what's happening around you. So, I don't know. That would be my theory, though. Because it does sound really similar to, like, poltergeist stuff that either I've read or talked about. I can't remember if I've covered it yet. But. Oh, very spooky. I don't like that. Um, so, the next story is the Cuckoo Bananas one that as I read, made me cry laugh. So I'm just going to let you jump right into that one, M, because you have no no even, like, concept of what it is yet, and I'm very excited for you to find out. Okay, I am curious to see what would make you cry laugh, because I've, I've seen movies with you, and you never do that. <laughs> so I'm very, <laughs> I'm very curious. All right, let's see. So, um, while investigating... The death of a local mechanic, (laughs) a hopeful housekeeper called Andy Sweet. Sweet. Is this a Bones episode? I don't know. Hang on. I'm just going to keep reading. Okay. While investigating the death of a local mechanic, a hopeful housekeeper called Andy Sweet uncovers a legend about a supernaturally cursed tiny sausage (laughs) circling through cornwall okay is the tiny sausage a man you know i'm just gonna keep reading i don't know keep reading it gets weirder as soon as anyone uses uses the sausage he or she has exactly 32 days left to live so is the sausage a dildo is a dildo circling around cornwall a haunted dildo circling Cornwall. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm on board. Okay, so the doomed few appear to be ordinary people during day to day life, but when photographed, <laughs> they look mirrored. What does that mean? Hang on, <laughs> the doomed. You, okay, appear to be ordinary people during day-to-day life, but when photographed, they look mirrored. Okay, so, like, if you photograph them, they're, like, backwards, I'm guessing, in, like... I don't know. I, that's what I'm going with. A marked person feels like a greasy donkey to touch. This feels like a, something an AI wrote so far, but... It does. It really does. So a bizarre. greasy donkey. All right. So... <laughs> Andy gets hold of the sausage, refusing to believe in superstition. A collage of images flash into his mind. A fragile elephant balancing on a wild mechanic. A old (laughs) newspaper headline about a boating accident. A hooded flamingo ranting about legs and a drinking well located in a quiet place. Okay. When Andy Andy notices 
His eyebrows have donkey-like properties. <laughs> <laughs> he, reali <laughs> he realizes that the curse of the tiny sausage is true <laughs> and calls in his granddaughter, a hairdresser <gasps> named Beth Butterscotch, to help. <laughs> Beth examines the sausage. And Listen, I'm losing it, and this is the second time I've heard it. <laughs> and willingly submits herself to the curse. She finds that the same visions flash before uh, her eyes. She finds the fragile elephant balancing on a wild mechanic particularly chilling. She joins the queue <laughs> for a supernatural death. Andy and Beth pursue a quest to uncover the meaning of the visions... Starting with a search for the hooded flamingo. <laughs> I read this. I had no idea who submitted it or why, but I thank you for whoever. Beautiful. Elo eloquently done. <laughs> Here's what I've summarized. <laughs> okay. So. <clears throat> I cried think... laughed twice. <laughs> okay. So here's what I figured. Okay. Uh, obviously the tiny sausage is a dildo. We got that figured out. Um, they have just over a month of life left after using the dildo. That's tiny. Doesn't seem worth it so far. Um, they feel like a greasy donkey, which... <laughs> that is a curse. I am very sorry to hear. <laughs> that is a curse. Oh my god. Okay, so then... Uh, okay, the death of a local mechanic. Okay, so then I'm assuming that this fragile elephant balancing on a wild mechanic is like <laughs> the mechanic the died mechanic? by being crushed? <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> and then uh, a somebody had a boating accident. Maybe it was the hooded flamingo <laughs> who really wanted a drink? <laughs> Uh, and now the man is turning into a donkey along with his granddaughter over a, sh a shared dildo. And now they're Ew. looking for a flamingo. <laughs> That's oh all I got god. out of it. Oh my god. Emily's cat just put its <laughs> fucking hand in front of the camera and I genuinely jumped. Ugh, not a good time. I don't know. It feels like a weird detective story but thank you for whoever submitted it uh it is brilliant to say the least it's very precious and i will hold it dear for the rest of my life i will um, hold it dear to my heart <laughs> all right so i'll move on to our next one then okay oh my god i need to emotionally recover after that one <laughs> i could see you like a holding in your laughter the whole time as I, like, tried to figure out what I was reading as I was reading it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Em and Jen. Okay. Hey, Em and Jen. Long-time listener, first-time replier here. I haven't had many spectral occurrences, as you would say, but one thing from my childhood has always stuck with me. I grew up in a small city, kind of a shabby part of town. I have two older sisters, but was always closer with the younger of the two, who I looked up to a lot. She was the one who put me in a, 
on a long path to loving horror films and she used to be super into them with me. That's not the case anymore. Ooh. Oh, all right. Oh, this one's another Christmas story. It all starts with the Christmas What's of 99. Why is Christmas so spooky all of a sudden? It's the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. We don't have time for hauntings. <laughs> Listen, people in Arizona and wherever this person's from, <laughs> Christmas haunted. I'm so sorry. No snow, full of ghosts. <laughs> Apparently. Double, double whammy. Maybe this person has snow, though. We don't know. Um, oh, anyways, I, I remember bits and pieces, but one thing I absolutely recall is my sister wanting nothing more than a Furby. You know, the pink, fluffy animatronic things that every kid wanted who would who you would take care of and they would talk to you and say stuff like, I love you, time to feed me, and then develop personal habits. She was nine at that point, and it was the greatest present Santa could have ever brought her. So it was with her everywhere. Rides to the grocery store, sledding, hidden in her backpack at school. But as you might expect, things change. If kids are known for anything, it is that they will always... That there's always a new toy to play with. So after a while, her Furby became another thing for the toy tub and then the closet, and eventually it was kind of forgotten. Years later, my sister would be nearing graduating high school, and this is where things started to change. From my bedroom next to hers, I would hear strange noises coming from next door. It started faintly. Scratches. Scratches. We had my. We had mice every once in a while, so I always chalked it up to that. But they would go on for months on end and we put up traps to try and take care of them. Then we could hear shuffling coming from my sister's closet. One night, she came to wake me up. Mind you, I'm like 12 at this point and check her closet for her. So she's like 17, graduating high school. She wakes up her 12-year-old sibling and is like, um, help? Listen, listen, <laughs> that is me. <laughs> I am she, she is me. If they, I do not care how old people are. If there is some spooky shit going on and anyone else is in the house, I'm like, this is your problem now. <laughs> you you have to look this is your job i'm sacrificing you to the closet demon yeah i'm like listen i've done my time the investment is worth it you you still have time you go check it out <laughs> oh my god um <clears throat> i once again thought it was a mouse and turned the light on i couldn't see any mice but from the tub in the corner i could hear something mechanical coming from the area we pulled out the plastic tote and pulled it and, and opened it. Rithering among Polly Pockets and plastic animals was her Furby years later, attempting to get out of its makeshift prison. We opened it up and took out the cor- corroding batteries and threw it back in the tub. Everything was fine for a couple of weeks until one night. I was against, I was once again woken up by my sister, but this time something was off. Her face was white and her eyes were wide. She told me a voice was coming from her closet and she didn't know what to do. I told her to get dad up to help but forgot that he was off working nights so I reluctantly agreed to check out her closet once more. 
I could see why she was so freaked out. Upon opening the closet, the light was already on, and to my fright, the Furby was sitting on top of the tubs looking right at us. Shut up. It's (gasps) fucking possessed. I hate it. I hate Furbies. I hate Furbies. (laughs) My family also had a Furby. I'll get into it later, but please continue. I hate Furbies. So they said, you're joking with me, right? I asked my sister and she began to cry from the closet. The Furby without its batteries began to shake forward, its eyes fluttering. And then it said, love me, hug me, feed me, feed me, feed me. And in a deep warped voice, it finished with, I'm hungry. Stop! <laughs> Before shutting off. No! I'm hungry. Ugh. No, that's <laughs> it. That is it. No more. We took it outside and threw it straight in the trash. Something wasn't right. We had to get rid of it. If only that had actually worked. My sister would find the Furby in her closet once again when she had gone away from cl- for college. No! No. So she moved no. away from college and the fucking Furby shows up? Are you kidding me? I would pass away. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. Absolutely oh. not. Still without its batteries, still asking to be fed. She lit it on fire in her sink that time and threw it in the garbage behind a 7-Eleven. Every few years, she That's swears she can general. hear the voice coming from her closet, but she doesn't check anymore. She's scared it will be there again okay i was about to tell you that lighting them on fire is the only way because you remember my family's furby no so my family had a furby and i never had any issues with it but uh my youngest sister natalie she claimed it at one point and mm-hmm. uh, at one point, dad noticed it was leaking batteries, so he did the same thing where he took them out, so it shouldn't have worked anymore. And she had it sitting in her closet, and there was a night where it turned on, but it was like the middle of the night, and it was it might have it was either Natalie or Nathan, but one of them, younger person. Sorry, I'm just thinking about it now. But basically, it turned on while I was in the closet in the middle of the night, and it was doing the red light green light game where it goes red light, green light, like the game, mm-hmm. which shouldn't be scary. But it, like, was, like, playing the game by itself. And then at one point it goes, I didn't say green light. And then it goes, (gasps) meaning it recorded something else moving in the closet. No. And it's not even supposed to be turning on. So whoever it was told me that they had lit it on fire or something. And we do not have it anymore. It is long gone. Well, apparently lighting it on fire didn't work for this person because it fucking might be back. Now I don't want to tell any of my siblings in case I find out that it was somebody else. uh, Just in case they find it again. Because that is spooky to the maximum. I do not like it. It's like I see videos all the time of like long Furbies, like on like TikTok or Instagram or whatever, and I'm like, oh, those are cool. I will never own one of those. <laughs> no, never. That is a steady negative from me. <laughs> I will not be that playing thing? these games. Asking to become possessed. I- pass. See, pass. I personally would love to know why it is such a like 
like a universal thing for Furbies to be so cursed. I want to <laughs> know. They must have some sort of internal battery that gets triggered somehow. I'm just going to assume there's like a pentagram built into it somewhere and it just like invites the demons in. It's like come they party all, with us. We're playing they were red all light green light. As a part of a satanic ritual. Yeah, like on an abandoned graveyard uh, full of <laughs> full of spirits. They're like, come in, we're playing red light, green light. And they're like, yeah, I'll be there. And they're like, get ready to be fucking spooked, my dude. Right? All right, Em. Do you want to take her away with our last story for this All Hallows Eve special? Last one already? It goes by so fast. Um, it but does. yes, I am super ready. So, and with that is our last listener story. All right. So, here we have When I was really young, a tragedy happened behind my house. I was stopped by the police on my way home from school where my mom was waiting to meet up with me. A a neighbor man had taken his wife and two kids, one of them in the grade below me, and was holding them all at gunpoint in their house. Oh my god. That is so sad. Um, The police stormed the house as they heard gunshots and found all four of them dead. Ah, That's horrible. Horrific. Um... There was scratching on the glass of the windows from the youngest who was trying to escape his dad. See, that is so sad. All of these, like, um, I I think we've talked about this before. There is a disturbing amount of, like, uh, family mass murders that occur where it is the Mm -hmm. father figure who basically is like, I do not want to be here anymore and I don't want any of you to be here without me either and just takes them all out. I don't know if that was the case per se in this situation, but, um... Just a sad, sad fact. Very, Um, very sad. Yeah. um, Our school held a small memorial for the family, but even to this day, I don't walk by that house. Fair enough. Uh, From our (laughs) backyard, we would stand and watch that house telling each other stories about the dad and all of the awful things that happened there. I never told my friends I thought I could see someone at the window scratching. I thought they would never believe me. Ooh, boy. Sorry, the goosebumps came back. I hate that. (laughs) See, that's the thing, though, is that with these types of things where something tragic happens, I'm not even surprised that there's something, you know, like some kind of energy or whatever still hanging around, right? Right, because it's like unfinished business almost. Yeah, or like, especially because it was like uh, they had said the youngest son who had been trying to escape you don't even know sometimes there's like a whole theory about like what exactly ghosts are and if they're just like residual energy and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um it's really sad to think that if that if say that is the case then that might be a a little ghost boy reliving his last moments just like forever trying to escape that like last horrific event yeah Very sad. And I'm sad that that happened to you, dear listener. Um, I was going to say something else, but yeah, it's no good. No good. No good. But that that's all for the listener stories. We really enjoyed reading them and hearing from you guys. It was so cool to like hear your actual stories because they genuinely gave me chills and... 
cry laughs for the one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, no, Um, if if you say, for example, listen to this episode and you're like, dang, like, I wish I didn't, that I wish that I had submitted one. I would not mind re- making this a regular element to the podcast if you guys uh, have more things that you'd like to share. Feel free. Uh, crime stories like our last one here or just spooky stories. It doesn't have to follow a particular theme. Uh, if there's something you want to share, go for it. I personally really, really enjoy it. Yes, we are going to leave the Google Doc forum open year-round, I think. Um, it is anonymous, so feel free to submit to there and tell us all your juicy stories because we really like to read them. Yes, and uh, if, say, for example, unlike today, you want your you want to tag your name to your story or include anything else, uh, you can do that as well. Um, but yes, uh, all other submissions do come across as anonymous, though, and you can keep them that way. If you so please. Um, either way, I had a lot of fun today. Uh, thank you all for joining us. It's been a real good spooky slice. <laughs> spooky slice. Yes. Spooky slice. And I am excited for all of us to enjoy this uh, the rest of this Halloween season while it's still here. Yes. And um, I think that's the end of our episode today. Yes. Uh, if you like today's episode, you can leave us a review on literally wherever you're listening to us um five stars is what helps us reach out to new listeners um you can say anything you want it would be greatly appreciated um besides that you can also check us out on our website which is www.wheelofcrime.com if you want to find out more about who we are and what we do um we also have a patreon if you'd like to donate to the show at uh wheel of crime on patreon and uh, there's different tiers and different rewards and all that kind of stuff if you want to be able to support us that way. Um, we also have our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Wheel of Crime. And lastly, we also uh, have our email, um, which is wheelofcrime at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us that way and talk to us. We love hearing from you guys. It doesn't really matter what you have to say. Um, yeah, just appreciate you. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, and with that, <laughs> unfortunately, next week we'll be, I mean, not unfortunately, we're going to go back with the bang. Disappointingly back for our regular <laughs> programming. But yes, we'll be back again next week with another little uh, crimey and wheelie story for you guys. And it'll be, it's good old regular fun. Yes, I have a very good story to start off November for all of you. So It'll be great. I'm just sad that Spooktober is ending. But yes, that's it. That's all. And we will see you next week for another new episode. Okay, bye. Bye. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.